Before we get into today's episode of the podcast, I want to remind everybody to go to our podcast page on Instagram at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go to our Twitter page at Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. Go to our YouTube channel at Listen to This While You Shit. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Press the bell icon to get notified whenever I drop new videos. Um, and if you had the time and you are an iOS user, go to your Apple Podcast app and uh, give us a rating review. Uh, whether you hate the podcast or you love the podcast. I don't really give a fuck either way, but it does help it pop up and more people recommend it. And the more reviews, the more people will uh, listen. I believe that's how the algorithm works. I don't know. That's what podcasters tell you to do. So go do it. Thank you. Yeah. This cash, you can make me mad. Just a bigger body on your app. How I drop my jazz. She said that we moving way too fast. Two up on my dash. I was busy running to the side just to feed the pack. You know that I always turn my back. Try to read my stash. I think that I get it. Why they mad? They can't get like that. All the two places now I'm popping, baby. Just like that. Yeah, I'm a buddy with I'm in your city. I was a way too litty. Ross, I like my son to titty, but no one play with a kitty. And I got love my mind. My dude's lost that job, and she looking at me like I gotta provide. Uh, I should have paid in her eyes. Uh, I had to get on my ass and go get it. They tell me you out of your mind. Welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This Why Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to why you shit. The fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Not Google that. There's the fact that who you gonna believe, nigga? Me or Google? They're mining your data right now. Be afraid of them niggas. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. I'm back again with some new content. What? How do I always fuck this up and I do this shit every fucking week? I don't fucking know. I'm back again with some new content. Ooh, how I mess it up twice. I'm back again with some new content to knock you over the fucking head with, man. Remember, I love you. You are love. Now have a good day. We're sitting on Saturday. We vibing. It's good vibes in here. Um... <clears throat> That song I played at the top of at the top of the pie. Um, uh, it's a he he's a potty mouth. I believe his name is Ali Star. Um, Ali, you can DM me and tell me if I'm saying it wrong. But it's Ali Star. Ali Star with two E's at the end. S T A R E E. Shout out to Ali Star. Um, kid been the kids DM me a few times about his music and um, I'm be real with you, Ali. It's the first time I listened. I said I listened before, but I lied. <laughs> but I was wrong for not listening before because the kid is actually pretty fucking hard. I like that song. It's called Bucket Hat off of his new, I'm going to call it an EP. It's like five songs on it. It's called While You Wait. Um, it's pretty fucking good, Ali. Pretty fucking good. I just listened to I gave it a quick little, like, you know, um, survey. This is, I listened to like a minute of each song. Well, I played the, the first song, Bucket Hat, all the way through. And then I was like, oh, let me listen to the rest of these. And I heard See Yourself. I heard DMT 2001. I heard This Not a Drill. And they all are pretty good songs. I like that. I like that for you, kid. Um, shit's just hard. So I just want to say that. Shout out to shout out to Ali Star. Um, but yeah, man, this is the Saturday episode. On Wednesday, I told y'all. y'all on Wednesday, I told y'all that I was going to give y'all two episodes this week. Um, because I missed the week last week. Um, so yeah, this is this this is this this is the second episode. Um, what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about my trip in Vegas. Um, because that shit is still... 
Let me, let me take this off the fucking mic stand and hold the mic because I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> um, that Vegas trip lives rent free in my head every day. So, uh, the my, the Vegas trip was the first time I've ever caught a plane without my, my parents. The first time in my life I've ever took a flight without my parents being there. It was um, I went with my girlfriend and we had an amazing time. Um, amazing time. It was a great time we had. Um. But here's why I want to talk about this trip. So I'm about a week removed now, um, just about a week. And um, every day I still think about it. I still think, honestly, I want to go on another trip. And it's like a few places, like me and her having troubles deciding like where we want to go. I've asked a bunch of my homies that if they want to take a trip, nobody wants to take a trip with me. So I'm pretty sure me and her are going to go wind up going somewhere again. But we're trying to decide where we want to go. I said, let's do Miami. She said, I don't really want to do Miami. She said, let's do Atlanta. I said, I don't really want to do Atlanta because Atlanta just seemed like Philly but hot. Um, so it was a couple. It was like it was throwing ideas back and forth. The one the one place we I, – I said, I said, let's do a cruise ship. She said, she said, nah, I don't like boats. I'm scared of boats. I said, this is crazy. So we it's a bunch of ideas we flowing back and forth. The one, I, the one place that we agreed upon was um, – was was new orleans but then we was like yo hurricane season is coming a flood about to hit that well i'm not trying to be stuck in new orleans during hurricane season that don't sound fun so <laughs> so like we we was like well the only place we could like really realistically go and go back and have fun is vegas we already been there we and we we know what spots we would want to hit because we didn't hit them last time or spots we want to do again because like, oh we had fun there i want to do that again so that's so that's kind of what i'm thinking about but also that trip just been living rent free in my head because Las Vegas is such a lawless land. Like there's like when people talk about the wild wild west, right? They be like, oh, the wild wild west. Las Vegas is the is it, it, that is the wild wild west. Like it makes no sense there. So there's a few things that happened to me on this trip, or that I observed on this trip that I I knew I was I was going to talk about. First thing I want to talk about day one in Las Vegas. Day one, the first day. I'm walking a strip, me and my lady. We walk in a strip. On the strip, there are these girls who have like feathers on their back and like they're in like bra and panties type set or whatever. Um, cool, whatever. That's not really my taste. Not women not be my taste, but like they were skinny. I don't really like I don't really like skinny mini girls. I like my I like my hoes that have some meat on them. But whatever. It was fun. It was fun to look at. Ah, look at that. Las Vegas. Ah. So we walk in, and then I see some of these women. And they get into an altercation with a man. I said, what the fuck is happening? And I heard, I hear one of them yell, you can't grab my ass like that. And I said, whoa. That don't sound like it should be happening. So I let go of my baby girl hand. I said, hold on, babe. Hold on. I said, hold on. Stand over here. I walk up to go. I walk up to find out what's happening. I walk up and I go, what happened here? And the nigga start yelling at me. He say, mind your business. I said, first of all, you're not about to talk to me like that, cuzzy. It's up for that. And then I say something like, nah, bro, these is women. You can't be doing that. And, and the bull, like, yelling, he like, back up. Back the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. I'm like, nigga, who the fuck are you talking to? All that yelling shit don't affect me. Like, he trying to yell to scare me. Like, that was going to scare me off or, like, bat me down off my ground. I said, first of all, I'm a stepper. I don't give a fuck who you is. I've already committed to the fact that I'm going to punch you in the name of these black women. Of course, there's black women, because if they was white, I wouldn't did nothing. <laughs> so this nigga yelling in my face, yelling in my mitt. I'm like, bro, calm all that hype shit down. 
it's not it's not giving what you thought it gave. It's not. Give it up. Hang it up. It's it's over for that. So the, I tell him I tell him yo hang that shit up and walk away. He say something on his breath and he walk away. I turn to the women. I say, y'all good? She said, yeah, we good. I said, I say no more. And I walked away. Funny thing is, though, me and BBG, we start walking in the same direction as the nigga. Right? So we walking in the same direction, this bull. We walking. We walk across the street. And bull say something slick under his breath. He say something slick. So something like, you think you big and bad. I was like, nigga, what? You must not know. I'm off my meds. I didn't pack my medication. I'm. It's up for you. It's up. BBG got grab my hand. Come on, come on, baby. I'm like, nah. He don't know. I would really put him in the dirt. He don't know. This right hand is stiff. Like, I would really put him on his ass. That's day one in Vegas. That's day one. That's literally day one. We've been on the strip for maybe all of, literally, literally, all of 10 minutes. All of 10 minutes, and I get it, and I'm and like, I'm already about to get into a fight. Here's the thing about this fight, though. <laughs> Here's the thing. So my ID's expired. My ID's been expired since November. But because of COVID, they allow you to fly with expired ID, ah, whatever, cool. But I know that if I, if I duff him, if I duff him the way I wanted to, like, outright, going to jail in a different state with expired ID just sounds like hell. Because how can they verify who I am for real? I was like, nah, not trying to do that. Not, not. On day one of the trip, I go to jail, not doing that. So I, you mean, but I, I let him rock. But he said some slick under his breath. I ain't seen for the rest of the trip. I, I saw those girls again, I think this. I think the second night. But I never, I never, I never see Bull again because Bull knew what the vibes was. He already knew how I was carrying it. He said, oh, no, Damo, he a stepper. <laughs> this is day one, though. Here's another thing about Vegas. Um, it's legal to drink alcohol just publicly. So most carry so most states aren't open carry. And when you hear the word open carry, you think of guns, not too alcoholic. To alcoholic, I think of can I walk around with my alcoholic beverage and just have it in my hand? That's what I think of when I hear open carry. And in most states is an open carry. Like for example, I live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is not an open carry state. You can't just walk around with your alcohol, your liquor just in your hand. You gotta bag that shit, gotta put it in a bottle, whatever. Do what you gotta do, but you can't just have uh, you can't just walk around with a bottle of Hennessy. That is that is illegal. You will get a ticket, go to jail, citation, blah, blah, blah. But not in Las Vegas. Not in Las Vegas. It is totally legal to just walk around. I see multiple dudes walking around with just bottles of Henny. Mind you, my first day of the trip was a Monday, I believe. It's Monday at 6 p.m. Niggas just walk around with a bottle of Henny. I said, this is crazy. Also, when you first thing you do, when you, first thing you see when you get in the strip, everybody's walking around with these tall ass slushy glasses, these tall ass slushies, and you learn quickly that they're alcoholic slushies. Slushies. What's that word I said? Whatever. But you learn quickly that they're alcoholic slushies, um, and then once you see somebody with them, you are determined to find them. Like, oh, who sell the alcoholic slushies? Let's find them. Um, within three minutes, you learn that literally every store sells them. Everybody sells them. Literally everybody. And so <laughs> there's at so at the very beginning of the strip, there's like a little section with like a few shops and all that. Every store in the shop sold slushies. Like no bullshit. I literally saw 
I don't know if y'all know about Mark Wahlberg's restaurant called Wahlburger, right? He had two locations in this spot. One where they sold hamburgers and french fries, you know, what would you expect from a spot called Wahlburger. The other spot was just a slushy stand. All they sold there was slushies, the alcoholic slushies. I literally was walking through like this, it's called the Mile, the Mile Mall or some shit like that. We was walking through that and I saw Auntie Anne's that sell the slushies. Literally, Auntie Anne's and they sell these slushies. I was like, what the fuck? What is this place? It's such a lawless land. It's such a lawless land. Doesn't make no sense. Doesn't make no sense. And you see, and you see these people walk around. So first thing, me and BBG, we got she got one, she got super wasted off that. If I'm an alcoholic for real, like I drink, I be drinking. So like you know, a little a little alcohol is slushing really none to me. I was like, ah, this shit tastes more like juice to anything. Um, but she was going off her ass off that joint, and she doubled back and filled it up for a second. She got seconds, so she was gone. She not really a drinker; she a smoker. So she doubled back on it, not me. Uh, I, I'm lying. I did double back, but I was I still wasn't drunk. It was like ah, Kool Aid. <laughs> that's what they to me. Ah, this is some good Kool Aid. That's what that's what that's what that's what I was feeling from it. It was giving me Kool Aid vibes. It was giving me just sturdy Kool Aid vibes. Let me make sure this camera recorded. It is. I cut that out the video. <clears throat> so yeah, we're just giving me sturdy Kool Aid vibes. It's a. It's like, but you see everybody walking around with them, and the best pro. Like there aren't any. Nobody has a sign for them anywhere. Like nobody is promoting the fact that they sell them. The promotion for them is every is everybody walking up and down a strip with one. Like that's the that is the promotion. That's it. Right there. Everybody has one. You want one now. Another thing about Vegas. Um, so the so the hotel we stayed in was called Bali's. Um Bali's is uh Bali's is the poor hotel. Now I didn't know Bali's was the poor hotel until later on in the story, but I'm gonna get there. So Bali's was at the very end of the strip. Um uh, we had a nice room. The room was nice, the room was, I liked the room. She didn't like the room as much as I did, but whatever. Um but here's the thing. What I did know about Las Vegas that was that smoking indoors was legal. And here's why this is funny, because we had an early flight that morning. Like, we had an early flight to get there. So my flight was, like, maybe 10 a.m. And I was in the Philadelphia airport. We got some food at the airport. And at there, like, I'm, 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 also, I'm also addicted to nicotine because so, I smoke tobacco. So after I eat, I want to smoke. That's just how my body has been wired for the last five years of my life. I eat the smoke. I shit the smoke. Whatever I do, I smoke afterwards. For example, once I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to smoke because my body is just my. I, I reward myself with smoking tobacco. That's how I reward myself for doing just the simplest shit. So I was like, you know, I just got done eating. So I was like, I want to smoke. And I'm sitting inside the airport. I'm like, yo. We should bring back smoking indoors. Like, there should be a smoking section. I said this out loud because I was thinking, like, in, in the airport, there's, like, a fucking, there's, like, a, a turf spot for people dolls to shit. And I was like, if you can make accommodations for, for dog owners, make accommodations for tobacco smokers, whatever. That's my, that's my wicked mind. I paused again to see, <laughs> I paused again to see if y'all can hear my fan. My fan is literally right between my legs because it's hot. Um, and I'm not going to turn it off. Y'all can't hear it. I'm trying to see if y'all can hear it. Nope, because I can't hear it. 
So I was like, yo, we need to bring back smoking sections. And then I land in Vegas and we walk into the hotel. Like we just walk into the lobby. And I'm like, it smells like tobacco in here. Why does it smell like tobacco in here? And then you look on the casino floor, because every hotel is a hotel and casino. So you look onto the casino floor, and literally there are 70 year old white people just killing them all, bro. Just throwing them things back, killing them all, bro. I was like, wow. Wow. Smoking indoors. Like, like, fuck your lungs if you're not a tobacco. If you if you're not a tobacco smoker, don't walk through a lobby inside Las Vegas. Just don't do it. Because the secondhand smoke you will catch is ridiculous. And you would think that, like, the whole hotel was some white tobacco. No. No. My floor, granted, we stayed, we stayed like, 10 floors up. We was on level 10. Granted, we did stay a few floors up. But you don't smell it on, on like, the floors. You don't smell it in your room. Nah. It's, it's, like, super, super okay. Here's another thing about Las Vegas. Every hotel is connected to each other. Like, Every hotel is connected by some way, shape, or form. So, like, the side I was saying on, every hotel was connected by something called, the, like, the Mile, the Mile Mall or something like that. It's like a mall that exists underneath the hotels. So, like, and when I say a mall, like, I literally mean a mall. Like, there's a Liz, there's a, there's, there's a Dick Sporting Goods, there's a Champs, there's a Full. Like, this literally is a mall. Literally. And they just... And they connect every hotel. Like, you can walk, you could take a left somewhere, and then now you're just walking into somebody's lobby. You, and, and you'll know it's a lobby because guess what you'll see? Casino. And it's just, it's just that easy. It's just that easy. Like, all of them are connected. So he walked into the Miracle, it's called the Miracle Mile, I believe, the Miracle Mile Mall. So we walked into it the first day, and we got lost because we, because we, we entered through one thing. Then we thought we like walked around because we saw different stores. And then the exit we came out of was the same entrance we went into. I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? Because it wasn't the same stores coming back that we saw coming in. It was totally different stores, but it was literally the same exit. That's why I was like, hold on, this place got some some witch voodoo going on around here. This is crazy. But, like, all the hotels are connected to each other by just, like, by this mall place, this this magical mall. And inside this, so this they have something called the ABC store out there. Now, when you hear the words ABC store, you think, oh, it's probably just, like, a convenience store. You know, go in there, get some snacks, you know, get something to drink. Ah, ah, maybe get some... Some plan B, if you had a wild night, you can get Advil in there, all that cool fly shit. But here's how the ABC store is different from any other convenience store I've ever seen in my life. Um, because you can go into the ABC store and buy alcohol. Like hard liquor. Like I'm talking about like, like I bought a bottle of Pink Whitney from the ABC store. That easy. It was just walk in. Give me, give me liquor and bought it and walked out. And then I walked around the Miracle Mile with it, drinking it. And nobody said nothing. It's a lawless land. The land has no laws. I was like, what are the rules here? I kept asking throughout the weekend. The one thing we kept saying to ourselves was, what are the rules here? 
Like, like, where are the limits? Where are the hard stops? Where are they? Do they exist at all? Or are they just non-existent? Because at a certain point, you have to feel like maybe there aren't any rules. Maybe I could literally do anything I want. And it starts to feel like that. So I digress. So that first night, like I said, it's still day one. I, these are all day one observations. So this is, so this, at, after that first night, we, um, she's drunk. And I was like, well, well, we got to put some food in you. Because I don't want to throw up in a room. I don't want to be throwing up and shit in the room. So I was like, all right, let's, let, let, let's find a food spot. I'm thinking we in Las Vegas, you know, spots going to be open at 3 o'clock in the morning. You can get food anywhere. Uh-uh. We, go to, we go to a couple food spots, and all the food spots are closing. It's like 12 o'clock, like 12 o'clock right now. Everybody's closing. Everybody's closing now. It was like, wait, what the fuck? Why are they closing so early? Like, we went to a couple different... Like I said, every every hotel has its own little mall section, but it's all connected by the Miracle Mall. But it's all connected by the Miracle Mall. So every hotel got its own little section where you can go get like, you know, Johnny Rockets, you know, some Chinese food or Subway. All of every hotel has this. So we're like, we're so we are like we walk into multiple hotels to see if like all of them are closing or maybe this hotel got just stricter rules with food. No, all of them are closing. At a certain time. And I was like, what the hell is this? You couldn't get a bite to eat after a certain time. Like, literally, you couldn't get nothing to eat. But you could drink all night. You can gamble all night. You can smoke all night. But you can't. But you couldn't get a bite to eat. But I, don't, I didn't even mention to y'all that weed is legal. I haven't even mentioned that wrinkle in the story yet. That marijuana is just... The rules are, you want some, go buy it. That's that's the rules on marijuana. You want to smoke, go buy some. That's the only rule. It's just like, ah, you want to get high? I got, I know a spot. So everywhere you go, you just smell weed and alcohol and tobacco. It is the wild, wild west. So me and her are trying to like, get food. We can't find nobody. To get every, every spot closed at... 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Now, granted, our first night there was a Monday. So I'm thinking, all right, these are Monday hours because we stayed until Friday, and the Friday hours were a little different. But even still, it's Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I'm, th- I'm thinking this place never closes. This place is always open. Them goddamn LED lights on every building stay stay on all the time. But not the but not the food places stay open all the time. It was such a it was a it was it was a weird uh <laughs> it was a it was a weird thing to see, honestly. There's, there's no other way to explain it, but it was a weird thing to see. So day two, we don't really do much, but at the night, I was like, I really want to get drunk tonight. So we see there's like a bar across the street from Bali's. It's like a it's like a bar. Um, the bar is literally called a hole in a wall, and it was the perfect. It was a perfect, literally perfect description for what it was it was literally just a hole in the wall spot and we went in there and we got drinks you know i was drinking tequila but the thing about it is the shots were like really cheap like the the sign on the thing the reason i want to go to the mall to, to 
to this to this specific bar because they had signs plastered all over the building. Three dollar tequila shots, five dollar tequila shots, two like super super cheap shots. I was like, oh, I can go get fucked up for cheap over here. Amazing. So we walk in, you know, I tip, I uh I get one shot. And I tipped the bartender heavy. That's something that my chef Ronnie taught me. Chef Ronnie taught you tip if you're gonna be here for a while, you tip heavy so that the bartender fuck with you heavy, which is the basic you know thought process behind it. So I'm this first shot was like five dollars. I tipped him fifteen dollars off top, and I said, you know what I'm saying that's for you. I gave them a twenty. I said five is for the drink, fifteen for you. You keep that. That was just like you know what I'm saying, road dog. Um, I wound up getting six shots that night. <laughs> Maybe six shots of tequila in me. Throwing them things back. Throwing them things back. Just throwing them back. Um, I got like two for free, I think, or something like that. But I, you know, I tipped five dollars every like three drinks. I tipped the extra five every three drinks. So, you know, and just keep it going. And at the end of the night, when it was time to leave, um, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't remember this. I don't remember this all the way. But Keisha told me that. Uh, the bartender walked up and hugged me. A little, a little old white man. Little, little white man walked up and hugged me. He said, "Hey man, I fuck with you." And my drunk ass said, "No nah, man, I, f- I fuck with you." And I, f- I fuck with you. He said, "He said I'm gonna be here all week, man. You come back." I said, "I said what?" He said, "I'm not gonna come back, man. You gonna see me here tomorrow, and next day you gonna see me every day until I leave, or some some drunk shit like that." And then I leaned in for another hug. I said, nah, man, you my, you my dog. I don't know this nigga, y'all. I don't know this nigga. He's just a nigga that gave me alcohol. And I paid for most of it. But I'm hugging this nigga like we best of friends. This how, this how BBG knew I was fucked up. So then we walking. We walking up the strip. She, she tried to take me to the hotel. I'm like, nah, not yet. I got more party in me. So we we had like so we had one of those slushies I was telling you about. I dropped it. I spilled it on myself. I was mad, but I spilled it on myself. She was like trying to clean it up off me, and some niggas had walked past. It was like a group of like four or five niggas. I looked at one of them, said, "You good?" He said, "Yeah, I'm good. You good?" I said, "I'm chilling, my nigga." Now, for those who don't know, for all you who don't know. And I don't know if other cities do this. I honestly could not tell you if other cities do this. But I know for a fact, in the city of Philadelphia, there is a gang that men play with each other. It can only be described as a game where you stare at other men walking down the street to, to decide whether or not they're a bitch. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like you just give them straight eye contact and whoever turn away first even if you don't want smoke, you just know in your head that nigga's a pussy. That's 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 the only way I can describe it. Some I've been playing this game the first two days with a whole bunch of men out there because I'm so ingrained with that Phillyness in me, right? I'm just staring at niggas to see like who wants smoke, who wants to test me. But also I think it may be just like a East Coast thing because we just so like you know aggressive people. Niggas on vacation, niggas vibing. Not me, I'm still ready to get into it. So when these dudes walk past, I had already been staring him when he walked up the block. And he been staring at me the whole time. So when he get in front of me, of course my question is, you good? Now for those who also don't know, 
you good, it's not you good. You good is you trying to fight. That's what you good mean. I don't know if y'all knew that, but in the context of this situation, you good is not, I'm not checking on my brother. I'm asking this nigga, you want to fight me, cousin? You want to fight me? So I asked him, you good? And he responded, yeah, I'm good. You good? Which in my head means, I ain't no bitch you want to fight? Which this is why I responded. I'm I'm chilling, cuzzy. I'm great. Which means I'm all about the action. What you trying to get into? I, I'm thinking we speaking in secret code. Honestly, this nigga just really asking me, was I good? Was I okay? I was like, this is nah, I got it. This is this is nuts. I'm out here playing this game by myself. Niggas is not participating in the game. I don't like that. I don't I don't like the energy that he's presented to me right now. We're playing the game. Participate in the game. The game is, do you want to fight a random stranger? No? Okay, you a bitch then. Ain't no way, ain't no other way around it. So that was night two. Very fun night. <laughs> but now by day three, we had learned about a a um we learned about a pool that was inside a hotel. This is my favorite part of the trip. My favorite part. Um, I didn't realize how much I like pools. I didn't realize how much I like water and pools. So we go to the pool, and like you see a bunch of people like sitting on the edge of the pool, got their feet in it, maybe got like half their body in the water. Nah, not me. Not this big ass six three three hundred pound man. No, not me. I get to the pool. First thing I do is immerse my whole body in the water. Whole body. I'm talking about I'm playing games. I'm like, ooh, who can hold their breath the longest type games. I'm talking about, ooh, you trying to race me type games. I'm talking about, ooh, who can do a handstand in a pool. I'm like real childish shit. Like real childish stuff because I really like pools. Like pools are really fun to me. Like I, I didn't realize how much fun I had just swimming. It was just, it was, it was, it was a great time. And like, I, you would see people just not enjoying the water. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Where are y'all from? That y'all just go to pools all the time. We're just a body of water for you to swim in all the time. From Philly. Ain't no, first of all, I haven't been to a public pool since I was a child. So I'm not going to a public pool. Secondly, I haven't seen, I haven't, the only body of water we have is the school kill river. And if you think I'm going to go for a dip in the school kill river, you got another thing coming, my nigga. It's up for that. It's the, that's over with. So, it, so we had a great time just chilling in the pool, vibing. After pool, we went and got a snack. Um, and then we took a nap. It was amazing. It was, I felt like a child again. You know how, like, swimming would make you tired as a kid? Like, you would go swimming early in the day. For those who are poor, of course. For the poor, you would go to, like, the public pool. And then afterwards, you would eat, eat a hoagie. Um, that, that is a Philly equivalent. I don't know where y'all I don't know where y'all from and what's the equivalent of that. Maybe a peanut butter jelly sandwich? I don't know. But in Philly, you, you would eat a hoagie and some chips. And then you would just take a nap. And it was the best. It was the best shit ever. Just nap afterwards. Felt amazing. Amazing, amazing at the pool nap. And this is when we decided to go to Fremont Street. Uh, uh, my dad, who has been to Vegas multiple times, told me, ah, you got to go to Fremont Street. You got to go to Fremont. Um, I was like, sure, whatever. 
all the locals, all the Ubers I've been in with the locals, locals said, yeah, Fremont Street is where the locals go. I, I, I was like, all right, well, so we got to go to Fremont Street. We went down to Fremont Street, and Fremont Street um, is an experience. Here's the thing about Vegas. Vegas love LED lights. Like, you won't go anywhere where, like, tourists are or, like, you know, large groups of community. Like, a large group of people will, you know, assemble. You won't see LED lights. LED lights will always be there. It's almost like we are attracted to the LED lights, like a fly to like lights in your house. Like we just go where the lights are. And you get down Fremont Street and there's like this big ass roof. It's not, it's like, it's not a, it's like a, it's, it, it's a roof because it, like it's outside though. Like the street is outside, but it's covered <laughs> by like this roof. I don't know what's on the outside of it, but on the inside, like the part where we can see, it's like this big ass screen that flashes lights in different patterns and colors, and it, and they play horrible music, absolutely horrible music. But here's the here's the cool thing about Fremont Street. Um, now now granted, this is day three. The first two days, I didn't hear not a lick of hip hop music anywhere. Like nobody played. Any music that was made by Negroes, none. I, I didn't hear not a single song made by a Negro. It was crazy. Um, now, on Fremont Street, there's a bunch of like street performers, dancers and shit like that. And these guys are playing hip-hop. So people were like congregate around them. I know we did. Not to watch them street perform, but because they were playing music by Negroes. It was just Negro music. I was like, yes. I want to hear Money Bag Yo. I'm not. I don't think I can name a one Money Bag Yo song. I really don't think I can. But the fact that I was able to hear a guy rap in the triplet flow and talk about guns, and I believed him, I was just so happy. I was so happy that I heard that. So we were just standing around shoot performers listening to music. Here's the thing: for for all of Las Vegas shoot performers, let me say this. Let me just say this. I don't know if anybody gonna see this, but for the Las Vegas street performers that perform on Fremont Street, if you are performing on Fremont Street and you get a crowd of people around you, play songs that people want to hear. Cause I will tip you, just because you're playing a song I want to hear. Honestly. For example. Uh, we, the one, the kids, it was like these breakdancing kids and a DJ. Now this is day four when we went back down Fremont Street. So I'm just going to combine these two stories. So, um, it was like these dancing kids and a DJ and they had like, you know, collabed to get a group. So he would play music and they would dance and they had gathered like a good size audience around them. I must say not really because of the dancing at this point. It wasn't the dancing. It was the fact that hip-hop music was being played. We congregate around Negro spirituals. So <laughs> we was all standing around, and it was like a group of women there. And the DJ said, oh, man, I got something for the ladies right now. And then he turned on that Coily Ray song. What's that? Uh, got me show my... What's, what's I go? The fucking TikTok song. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. I'm off the better things. I'm only doing things that's going on. That, he, he played that. And when I tell you, he lost that whole group of women. Because you, you piped it up like, yo, this one for the ladies right here. And then you don't play shit that women like. I'm like, bro, that's that's the worst. DJ. You could have literally played any song by 
You could have played a Sweetie song, um, one of the two songs that people like by her. One of those two. You could have played a Meg song. You could have played any City Girl song. But she decided to play Coily Ray. What is wrong with you? That is the dumbest decision you could have possibly made. And then eventually I wanted to leave because they wasn't playing none of the hits. If I'm standing around, if you get a, if y'all get a group of people to stand around you, play the music, play the songs of the times. If you play Back in Blood right now with a group of Negroes, it's going to go off. I'm telling you it will because we've been stuck indoors for a year and a half, and that's one of the big songs that people want to say. It's in, in, this, in the music video, we say, Pusha, that's my dog. But put, when they say that, a group of niggas in the video yell it. We want that experience. We want to yell it. Play that. Play Ski, Young Thug. So people can go, yeah, yeah. Like, you like you got to play the hits of the times, man. Like, right now, right now, if you are if you are a street performer on Fremont Street and you are not playing Twerkalator by the City Girls, you are missing out on the... F- people will tip you just because you're playing the songs of the times. Play the music of the times, man. So that's, so that's my Fremont Street experience. Now on to the last day. Um... So the last day in Vegas, um, that night we we uh, at after our second visit to Fremont Street, we went home and I was like, all right, let's pack now. So we don't gotta worry about packing tomorrow morning. We can just check out and go to the airport and fly back. Um, that was my idea. So I got back to the uh, to the hotel room. I said, let's pack. A uh, baby, uh, she fell asleep. But I also realized that we had accumulated a bunch of alcohol that we bought that we hadn't drink yet. So we like we had like a whole bottle of Pink Whitney yet left. We had, like, some Seagrams left over, and I was like, well, I can't fly back with this stuff, and I'm not going to pour it down a drain. So I said, well, I guess I'm going to drink it because I don't want to waste it. So I'm like, I'm going to drink it. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to drink this alcohol tonight. Well, what I'm going to do when I drink this alcohol? I can't just sit in the room. That's sad. I said, ah, well, fuck it. Let's just go down to the room and gamble. Let's go down to the – I said, fuck it. Let's go down to the uh, casino and just gamble. Just get a couple dollars out and gamble. Also, it's a good idea because when I get drunk, like I said, I want to smoke. So, and I can smoke on, I can smoke on the casino floor. So I said, okay, this plan works out perfect. I could drink this shit, start smoke, start smoking when I get when I start feeling buzzed. Maybe win a couple dollars, and I did win a couple dollars, and that could just be the rest of the night. That's, and that's how I spend my night. So, I'm doing that. I'm gambling. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. Having a great time. And then a woman walks up to me. A woman walks up to me. She says, are you winning? Mind you, I'm drunk at this point. I'm drunk. She walks up to me and says, are you winning? I said, why you want to know? She said, because it could be beneficial to both of us. And I said, how? She said, because we can both get something out of it. And I should have asked her. I said, bitch, you selling pussy? The straight up asked her, bitch, you selling pussy? She said, yeah, I am. Guys, I met a prostitute. I met a real life prostitute. Now, my biggest regret I'm going to get to in the story, but I met a prostitute. She, uh, <laughs> I said, okay, that's cool. Uh, so then I asked her, I asked her, now, why would I buy your pussy? She said, 
because it's amazing. I said, I looked, I looked her up and down and said, I doubt it. <laughs> and then I asked her, I was like, I, so I just asked her, like, how much, like, I said, I just, at this point, I'm curious. Now, my biggest regret is not asking more questions about the business. That's my biggest regret in life is not figuring out more about her prostitution labor, how many hours she working. Mind you, I'm at Bali's. Bali's is probably, like, I'm at, this is at the end of the strip. So I'm assuming she worked her way down from the top of the strip to the end of the strip. And I'm like her last resort at this point. So I asked her, how much did a pussy cost? She tell me, well, I can do $300. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm too broke for that, baby girl. Not doing that. Can't do that. And then I said, hey, but I hope you find the lick. My biggest regret is not asking her more questions about the put like about about her selling pussy. Like that's like I feel like just having that knowledge would have been so useful to this podcast. Like having that story would have made for infinite better content within whatever the fuck this is. And that it weighs on me to this day that I didn't ask her more questions. Guys, she wasn't even bad. Like she wasn't even like the baddest prostitutes. That's why I said three hundred that's like that's a wild number for especially how you look, my nigga. Like, you're not even, like, she was a black woman, so I give her points for that. But she wasn't, like, top tier. Like, I was like, 300? Is that what you? Okay. All right. That's, I ain't doing it. But, hey, somebody will, right? <laughs> Bitch, try to sell me pussy. It was crazy because I was just like, do I look? Like, it got me to thinking, like, after she left, I'm sitting here at the table I'm sitting at the, at the machine. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing the game. I'm gambling a little bit more, and I'm just like, do I look like a trick? Like, do I look like the type of nigga that just spending three hundred dollars on pussy? Cause like, I wasn't at the very beginning. Like, like I could. So I I know what door she walked in in the hotel, and from the door she walked in, I'm just going off base how she walked up to me. Like I wasn't. I wasn't one of the first people you'll see in the hotel to walk up to and like offer pussy. I'm just like, how am I? How was I first? Like, I wasn't could have been first, but do I look like I buy pussy? Did I look lonely? It had to be that. Now, now that I'm thinking about it more, I had to be like I just look lonely. I'm sitting at the goddamn game. Drinking the Seagram, smoking the black and mild. I had to just look lonely and like I needed company. But I didn't. I honestly did not need company. Like, BBG's upstairs inside the room sleeping. We vibing. I'm like, I don't need her company. So, yeah, man. That was my trip in Vegas. That was that was my Vegas trip. Do I recommend it? Yes. Yes. If you are over the age of 21, I I I think you should go to Vegas. Honestly, I want to go back to Vegas. Like I, I I like you know, people say, you know, I don't it, it's like a I think it's like a when I tell people like I want to go back like for my next trip, they be like, "You just went." I'm like, "Okay, so the fuck what?" So the fuck what? If I was if it was bore bore and I said, "Yeah, I'm about to go to bore bore again." Nobody would say nothing to me then. If I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm going to Miami." And then like like, "Yeah, I'm about to go back to Miami." No nobody would say nothing to me then. Like I had fun in Las Vegas. It was it was it was it was never a shortage of things to do and things to see. And you never feel like you were like it it was it wasn't too hard to find the mix. It wasn't too hard to find like it was always there. Um so yeah, I want to go back again, and I recommend everybody who's over the age of twenty-one to go. You know, experience it. 
Las Vegas was fun. So yeah, that's my Las Vegas recap. I hope you, I hope you guys enjoyed this Saturday podcast. Um, I have actual topics to talk about, but I'll save that for next week, man. I'll I save that for later on in the week. I just want to give y'all a second episode because I didn't drop last week. So episode number two of the week, um, it's about 40 minutes, you know, whatever. Some slight, some slight work. Um, it's currently 12, 16 p.m. at the time of this recording, and I'm going to put this out by 1 o'clock, hopefully. I'm not sure on that time, but that's what I'm shooting for. But um, do I have more music to play? Should I play another song? Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm gonna play another. Uh, ooh, excuse me. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play another Ali Star song because I like this kid. And I'm gonna just play another one of his shit, and then we gonna get out of here. This song is called "2001" off his "While You Wait" EP. Oh, hey, that, hey, oh, that's an ad. Okay, no, I just got an ad. That was a that was an ad. It's popped up on SoundCloud. That's what I get for listening to this shit on SoundCloud because he because it, it's on Apple. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. But I chose SoundCloud. I don't know why I did that, knowing it would be. Oh, it's a double ad. No, it's not. Okay, all right. This is 2001 by Ali Star. Um, I, I hope you guys like it. Came for the chat, yeah. pull up with my daily dress. You said I came for the flash. Feel like DJ Khaled, what we is, you know we the best. Face your opponent, they always could lose. Like, when you gon' give it a rest? You on me now, cause I get chest, boy. Remember, she let me on red. He on me now, cause I get a flash. They used to tell me that I couldn't dress. Press yours on, no kid on breast. Nowadays, living my life with no stress. I look at sky, happy I'm blessed. Boy, remember, my life was a mess. I stayed in my lane, don't care about no fame. All I do is keep two virgins, you can keep your chains. This life's not the same, made it through the pain. I'ma sing my way to getting all these finer things. This that pain from 2001. Look who I become. I will never run. Gazing to the sun. Spending right for fun. I done came up quick and now I'm doing what I want. I'm not here to stun. This is not no front. These are all my feelings are from 2001. These are all my feelings are from 2001. These are all my feelings are from 2001. What you want from me in hand, I get your own. You ain't call my phone, you know I'm always home Now I prove a point, I will all be long Now you call me, you're to see what's going on Broken heart, you see these come on, they got songs Miss the fact I had to do this all alone D&D, so y'all don't get me on my song She's addiction, someone get me proper loan Why y'all said uh I came for the check Pull up with my daily dress, you said I came for the best Feel like DJ Khaled, what we is, you know we the best Bessie opponent, they always could lose, like, when you gon' give it a rest? You on me now, cause I get chest for a member, she let me on red He on me now, cause I get a flash, they used to tell me that I couldn't dress Press it was on, no kidding on breast, now it is, living my life with no stress I look at sky, happy I'm blessed, boy, remember, my life was a mess Going up tonight, little girl, don't call my phone I'm going up tonight, little baby, leave me alone Don't say what's up tonight, you see me in my song Don't show me love tonight, you know you did me wrong That's Ali Star. 2001 off his new EP called While You Wait. Shout out to Ali. Um, I, I, I support the potty miles, nigga. Don't tell me I don't support y'all. It's like, no. Ain't nobody ever said that to me. Nobody's ever said I don't support y'all. <laughs>
But this has been another episode. Who? I'm about to order Chick Fil A. Should I? Nah, I ain't gonna do it. Nah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. This has been another episode of the Listen to Why Shit podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to why you shit. The fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Not Google that. That is a fact. Though who you gonna believe, nigga? Me and Google. They're minding your data right now. Be afraid of them niggas. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There are two things in this world that every human has. By the way, if this camera angle is fucked up, it's because my new tripod I still haven't came, and I'm still using my desk mount. So that's why I look all crazy right now. But by next week, it should be fixed. Um, there's two things in this world that every human has. Pins and assholes. And I so happen to be an asshole with the paint. Thanks for listening, boys. Mike Flip.